Welcome to the Ideal Investor Show. This is the podcast where we help you challenge your mindset and discover where you are. Tired of stories about other people's success? We can help you change your life, determine your time freedom point and join us on the journey to financial success. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Ideal Investor Show, where I actually want to help you to transition from employment and being an employee to becoming a real estate investor. I want to be your guide on your path to financial freedom. And if you like that, if you want that, if you want to get into early retirement and no longer having to trade time for money, then please go to idealinvestorshow.com. There's a green button somewhere that says book a call. Click on that, book the call, let's have a conversation. And I really, really want to hear who you are, where you are, where you stand and how I can help you be your guide to that time freedom point that we're always talking about. And so today I want to make you aware and it's a little bit on the on the outside of what we're normally talking about because as you know, we do out-of-state turnkey residential real estate investing. And when you think about it for a moment, yes, an apartment complex is also residential, obviously. But that's considered multifamily. So the distinction, the, the line in the sand that the government and the IRS and all those agencies draw is you can have a single family home, a duplex, a triplex or a fourplex. And all those four different options fall in the same set of rules, the same financing as if you were to buy a residence or a house for yourself to move in. Now, for the ones that you're renting out as the owner and use property management and turnkey provider and all of that, there are some additional tax benefits and so forth. But the general set of rules is the same. As soon as a property has five apartments or five condos or 10 or 20 or 100 or 200, that is considered multifamily. And that works differently and a new set of rules applies. And because it's really not our focus area, I don't want to go too deep into the set of rules, but I want to make you aware of one thing. Should you ever consider getting into this or maybe somebody says, well, instead of doing the residential stuff on the single, double, triple, fourplex properties, why don't you get a bigger property right away? And the issue that always comes up and has now really been documented in several articles that you may have seen online, is how is the value of one of those larger properties actually determined? So let's say you have a 100-unit apartment complex, five buildings with 20 apartments each, and you wanted to get the value for those properties as high as possible. Well, the way it's actually done is to say, okay, let's look at these 100 units and look at how much rent they generate per month, how much rent they generate per year, and then apply a multiplier, right? So if you have 100 units and every unit is basically paying $1,000, I know these units are probably all different, but let's just assume they all do $1,000. So that's basically $100,000 a month and $1.2 million per year in rent income. And let's say the multiplier is five, which is a kind of common multiplier. So the valuation for this 100 unit complex would be $6 million. I'm just making it up. The num Don't quote me on the numbers. So how could you increase that price, that value, if you wanted to sell it for more? Let's say you wanted to sell it for 10 to $12 million. Well, one thing you could do is to go and say, okay, instead of people paying $1,000 a month, they pay $2,000 a month. What are the experts, the so-called experts actually always looking for is the rent roll. 
How is that displayed? Well, you basically create a huge spreadsheet where all your 100 units in, all the names are in, when the lease is started, everybody has in the column of rent says $2,000 and all the other details. So you have this huge spreadsheet and then you have one column in this huge spreadsheet where you say link to lease agreement and you just put a standard lease agreement in everything says two thousand dollars and has all the different names and email addresses of the people in the spreadsheet in there that's how you can theoretically manipulate it and i'm not just saying this because i think this is a good way but what has actually happened is in uh, pennsylvania two brothers have been caught doing exactly that And why I wanted to bring it to your attention is because what actually happened, in my opinion, is that they provided this spreadsheet and tons and tons of other information. They provided the links to Google Sheets or like a Dropbox or something like that. But because this volume, when you have 100 units, 100 tenants, 100 lease agreements and stuff, gets to the point that those who actually review this stuff, they look at a few things. So they might look at one or two leases, like lease number two and lease number 85. And they look the same. They are basically the same form. They have the same information, except who is the tenant and so forth and so forth. Now, unless you are somewhat suspicious, you would take all that information for granted and say, well, if these two or three are good, then the other 99 or 98 or 97 are good too. And that's exactly what happened. And so... These brothers, they got funding based on the false rent roll. They got property management fees on the false rent roll. They got all kinds of accommodation by the city based on this falsified data. And this is obviously not the most important thing why I'm saying we shouldn't do and wouldn't want to do multifamily. But what happens here is that when the set of data and the set of information gets really, really big, it is very rare that anybody nowadays is sitting down and going through page by page, lease agreement by lease agreement, if every agreement is 8 to 10 pages times 100 agreements, nobody is looking at all of this stuff diligently enough to say, okay, we could have caught that these leases are twice as high as they really are. Or we should have challenged that what the lease agreement says is really the money that actually lands in the bank account of property management, which was really what didn't happen. It said it in the lease agreement, but the money was never collected. But when multifamily units are basically valued by how much rent on paper has been collected, well, then you can do fraud. In our case, where we invest with residential real estate up to four units, we have individual things. It's one agreement per one property or maybe two or three. It's never hundreds and hundreds. And we can easily challenge our property management to show us that the money transfer has actually happened because that's part of our property management agreement with them. So... I'm not saying this to say multifamily investing is bad, but what I want to point out to you is that the set of rules is very different. The volume of data to review is very different. And if big banks and big property managers and big investors fall for this kind of stuff, think about how we would be able to handle it. And that's why I'm saying, among many other reasons, why we want to stay in a place where we have uh, only a very little amount of work we want to have our portfolio in a few locations where we build clusters and then spend maybe an hour with each of those clusters per month. That's the goal and not mountains and mountains of documentation. So if you want to learn how you can actually get a portfolio of those smaller units and how they can 
perform brilliantly for you so that you can ultimately go from employee to real estate investor and I can guide you how to get there, then please, again, like I said, go to idealinvestorshow.com, find the button that says book a call, and then please have that conversation. I mean, I can help you. I'm happy to help you. And you might be interested to know not being an employee forever. So it would be really good to talk about it. And uh, it doesn't cost anything. So just go there, put, push the button, and let's have a conversation. That's it for today. Be well, stay safe, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.